and start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody and welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us tonight. Of course, we are live on Sunday nights. The website is ChristianMoney.com. And if you're looking for all of the details on how you can access the show during the week, that's over at jimparisradio.com, and that's where all the downloads are, links to the video. So I get it. A lot of people consume the show in different ways. Some, some of you are here live, faithfully, a lot of live listeners and viewers. And then also there's a tremendous amount, a growing amount, that are listening uh, to us on the replay. Literally thousands of you uh, go to iTunes and Google Play Store and Stitcher and SoundCloud, and you download the show uh, over at um, Audible inside of the uh, Audible app inside of Amazon. Now the show is available. The podcast is available as a download. So a lot of places, and the stats show that every week more and more of you are downloading the show. So good to have you with us. And just to remind everyone again, uh, the plan is, uh, if it works out, starting this Wednesday. I'll be recording a second episode of the show. It won't be live like this with video. It's going to be pre-recorded, just an audio-only version, and it will be me answering questions. And what we're doing is, for those of you that submit a question over at jimparisradio.com, you can click on a button, and you can ask your question. It will record it. That will be played during the show, and I'll answer it in that christianmoney.com. But the deal is that those that ask the question by audio, and if your question is used during a Wednesday show, you are entered to win a box of books. Because every single month as we do the show, we get dozens of books that get mailed to us. Some of these are guests that appear on the show. They'll, they'll send us multiple copies. Many times we get DVDs. Many times just on spec, a publisher will send us a book and maybe... It's somebody we don't have on the show because it doesn't really fit, but yet it's still a good book and they might send us two or three or four copies of it. So those books, I've been donating them to different places, but I thought let's change things up a little bit. Let's start giving those books away. So once or twice a month, we will randomly pick someone who has left a recorded question at jimparisradio.com. Uh, if your question is used in the show, on a Wednesday show, then that will enter you to win the box of books. The only thing, I know we've got people that listen and watch all over the world. I mean, I was looking at this the other day. Australia, I'm crazy. I know Afghanistan, Russia, uh, people you know in Korea. I mean, all over the world listening to the show. I can only ship this book to the United States. So even if you're in Alaska or Hawaii, I'll still pay to get it to you because that'll be even more for me. But I can't ship it to you overseas and all that. There's just 
too much involved with that. So this is only going to be good for those that live here in the U.S. And again, you can uh, submit your question by recording it over at JimParisRadio.com. Tonight, uh, uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis is here, and here's the book. Give me liberty, not Marxism. This is going to be a great discussion. I think the last time uh, Bob was with us was about a year ago, and uh, he always has these tremendous books. I mean, this is an incredible book, and the timing could not be better to be talking about Marxism and communism and all of that, uh, what is happening to this country right now, the direction we're going in. Next week, we have Bitcoin expert Edmund McCormick is here, and this will be interesting because normally at least in recent years, I've kind of been like one of the only crypto experts on my own show. Um, but we like bringing other people on. So we've had Sean Worthington on a couple of times. Um, we've had some big names on, you know, in the past. Um, but, but this is going to be great because it'll be like, uh, two Bitcoin experts, Edmund McCormick, and then me kind of batting the ball back and forth. And of course, you know, we probably both agree Bitcoin's going to be a lot higher than it is right now and all that, but he's got some good insights and a great website and some other, you know, unique things that he has to offer. So he'll be with us next week in our guest segment, Edmund McCormick. I think his organization is called D-Chained or something like that. I don't have the name of the organization in front of me. Okay, so what's going on with me? So yesterday, I had the wonderful experience to go to a college graduation. And I'm not going to say where it was. Um, if you follow me on social media, you know, you know where it was. But you know, it was like, it, it was crazy woke. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, all the masking up. I mean, the, like the people running the ceremony came out on the stage with masks, even though no one was near them. They were, they were like, the seats were like four or five feet apart, but they still wore their masks on the stage. But the craziest part of it was um, they had a pre-recorded uh, uh, national anthem and they had like a small instrumental group that played this and you could watch it on the on the video screen and I'm not kidding you and I, I'm wondering if this was a joke or not nobody laughed because it was the national anthem and it probably wasn't a joke but the musicians had masks on with holes cut in them so they could put their instrument through the hole to blow their instrument and then on the end of their instrument they had a mask over the end of their instrument. I'm not kidding you. And I'm an, I'm an instrumentalist, but I was just, I was, I, I mean, it was the national anthem and I was being respectful, but I could not help but like laughing under my breath. Like, really? Are you really doing that? And it's, it's getting crazy again. I mean, I, I'm seeing the people with the masks on in their cars again. I'm seeing the people masked walking around outside by themselves, riding their bicycle with masks on. Um, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I've, I've started to maybe feel just a little bit sorry for people. Um, and I, I think for some people they are being driven by fear, but I think for other people, it's a show. It's like, I'm going to show you that I am woke by, by wearing my mask. It's, it's, it's sort of the new status symbol. It's the new trendy thing to be woke and to have your mask on. I, I don't know if you feel like you need to wear a mask and that helps you fine. I have no problem with that. Um, it just seems odd to me. Uh, you know, when, when, you know, you're sitting, sitting on a stage and then when they come up to speak at the microphone, they take the mask off to speak and then they put it back on and go sit in their chair. That's four feet separated from the next person. It, it's just, just goofiness. I mean, a lot of this makes, I mean, they say it's all about science, but that's not science. I mean, when you're 
four or five feet away from the, the next closest person and you're wearing your mask on the stage. Um, I don't know. I, I guess maybe they justify that, that that's setting a good example. I don't know. But it, it was it was very strange. So we have tickets to see Michael Buble here in concert in Jacksonville. And I love Michael Buble. And so we're set to this was my Christmas present. Not this Christmas, but the Christmas before. So this is from two Christmases ago. I got tickets to Michael Buble. And so last March, when the concert was supposed to be uh, scheduled, it, it was canceled because of COVID. And, you know, that's fine. A lot of things were canceled. It wasn't really a huge surprise. It was sort of just as things were starting to bubble up in, in March. That's when the concert was scheduled and it was canceled. And then we got news that it was rescheduled and it was going to be like August 13th in Jacksonville. So we we're all like geared up, excited. Hey, finally, we get to go see Michael Buble. Uh, you know, we've had these tickets a year and a half. And, you know, all credit to Ticketmaster. They have offered us a refund if we want it. But I don't want a refund. I want to see Michael Buble. I mean, that was my Christmas present. And I want to see Michael Buble. I mean, I, just, I, I love Michael Buble. I want to see Michael Buble. So we get the email. Um, what was it? Uh, Thursday or Friday? that Michael Buble has been postponed again. So now Michael Buble is set for October. Uh, so just, I don't know, just a lot of things are going on. Um, all right, before I get into all the news and, and all that stuff, um, so a lot of you like it when I share like things that are going on with me personally. So I'm going to mention this to you because I know I'll get flooded now with emails about this. Um, so I read this story about the magician named Penn Gillette. Uh, the guy's like six foot seven and he is in Las Vegas and his name is Penn Gillette. You probably would recognize him if you don't recognize the name. So anyway, this guy lost over a hundred pounds um, doing something really strange. And um, he had a, a consultant, a nutritional consultant that put him on a two week potato fast and um, apparently this has been around. I did some reading on it. This has been around since like the 1800s. And, and here's what it is. You can eat as many potatoes as you want, any kind of potato, including sweet potato or regular potato, uh, you know, regular baking potato, Idaho, russet potato, or you could eat one of those red potatoes. Any, you can eat as many potatoes as you want. You have to, with uh, like a regular russet potato, like you're supposed to eat the skin also, but you can't put anything on it. You can't put any salt, any pepper, any butter, nothing. You can't drizzle olive oil on it, nothing, just the potato. Um, so I imagine with the sweet potato, you probably don't eat the skin. Maybe you do. I didn't really research that. I'm not a huge sweet potato fan, um, but I might try one because I might get desperate at becoming too burned out on regular potatoes. But uh any kind of potato, eat as many potatoes as you want. So he did this for two weeks and get this in like two weeks, he lost like 30 pounds or something crazy like that. And so after that, cause a lot of, you know, I went vegetarian about six months ago and I feel a lot better. I have a lot more energy. I sleep a lot better, but I still have not lost a tremendous amount of weight, uh, maybe about 10 pounds since I went vegetarian. I think it was a good decision for me. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not saying everybody should go vegetarian. I know some people uh, would never go vegetarian. I think most people agree that at least cutting out the red meat is a good thing and just sticking with chicken and, and fish. Um, but for me, I pretty much went uh, vegetarian. Every once in a blue moon, I'll have a little something that's not that's meat, but it's it's rare 
no pun intended, that I will have a piece of meat anymore. Um, so I, I decided I'm going to try this potato fast. So I started it yesterday. And in like, I'm not, this is crazy, but like in the first day, I think I lost like two and a half pounds in one day, um, just eating nothing but potatoes. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy. I, some of you are probably watching like, okay, I always wondered if Jim Paris was insane. Now it's confirmed that he's insane. Uh, the potato. So you can research this. It's called a potato fast. And people have been doing this, I guess, since like the 1800s. So anyway, I will let you know. So uh, if you tune in next week and I'm not here, I died by eating too many potatoes. That's possibly what happened to me. Uh, so this either either that or you'll see a much thinner, younger looking, uh, slimmer fighting weight Jim Paris coming up over the next several episodes. So this is called a potato fast. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting creative with it. I, I have like this mandolin where you can slice potatoes into like shoestring French fries, but you can't fry them because that's against the rules. So, but I put them in my air fryer and I made like this big giant thing of air fried, uh, potato. Like they look like, you know, uh, French fries, but I couldn't put salt on them or use ketchup. So it was kind of like, uh, but it was better than just eating another baked potato, which is what I've been eating now for like two days. And so it's my second day, the uh, potato fast. So anyway, um, we will give you uh, an update on that as time goes by. So after two weeks, what do you do? That's one of the other questions. So after two weeks, I guess, and I'm still learning this, but eating corn on the cob, but with no salt or butter, which to me sounds crazy again, but apparently after two weeks of just potatoes, a piece of corn on the cob, even with nothing on it, will taste really good and sweet and you won't need anything on it. I'm having a hard time believing that, but I'm going to see what happens and we'll see. And I'm already doing vegetarian. So the idea is like the first two weeks is this cleansing. Then you get into like introducing some other vegetables. So anyway, Pendulette lost a hundred pounds doing this uh, diet, which starts out with two weeks of only potatoes. So in any case, all right. So I don't know if you saw this bizarre press conference by the attorney general of New York, where they basically came out and said, we've done this months and months long investigation. We've interviewed all these women. And yes, in fact, um, we have concluded that Governor Cuomo is actually, he did harass women and it even was sexual assault. Like he actually grabbed a woman's breast and he did these things. And we're going to take this report now and we're the attorney general, you know, the criminal prosecutor for the state of New York. We're going to now take this report and like distribute it out and see if anybody does anything with it. And I don't know. I just thought that was strange. And it, and it rings again to the idea that there's two sets of justice, one set of justice for people like the Clintons, people like the Cuomo's. And then there's another set of justice for people like me, because first of all, if you've been groping women and harassing and assaulting women for years you know, if it was somebody like a normal person, this would not have gone on for all these years. But let's assume that people were afraid to report it or whatever the reason is. And that's the reason it went for so many years. You've got the chief law enforcement officer of the state basically saying, yes, we've confirmed basically that there's prima facie evidence. We have witnesses. We have, you know, corroboration that these assaults uh, took place. Um, and we're sort of being Pontius Pilate, washing our hands of this and maybe someone will do something with this. I just thought that was strange. I really did. And and I don't really hear many, you know, people in the, the media saying that it's almost like, 
yeah, that's just the role of an uh, of attorney, an attorney general to sort of do a fact finding like a blue ribbon panel and then just turn over their findings for other people to do with whatever. And that's not the case. I mean, the attorney general could have brought charges uh, or at least made like an official criminal referral to a local prosecutor. Now, the word is that local prosecutors in Westchester County, New York and Albany, New York are looking at criminal charges and there very well could be criminal charges. But like, I don't understand why it, it wasn't immediate. Like, okay, we've determined that there's evidence of this. So just like any other Tom, Dick and Harry, we're going to arrest Andrew Cuomo. And he'll get to, to be arraigned and he'll post bail and he'll have a, a trial date and he'll have a chance to, you know, answer the charges, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just something is just not right. And maybe you can email me and tell me, I know we have a lot of lawyers that listen to the show. Maybe I'm missing something. I mean, maybe an attorney general can't prosecute someone. Uh, not sure that that's possible, that that could be true, but I'll you know, I'll keep an open mind if some lawyer wants to uh, email me or enlighten me that somehow this nothing could be done, that it's only up to the local jurisdictions and that, you know, I mean, even even bringing a case of like this happened in multiple jurisdictions to multiple victims, you think that would be uh, certainly uh, suitable for an attorney general to prosecute or at a minimum to say, yes, we've referred this to for criminal criminal prosecution in these particular counties. We're recommending prosecution. We're referring for prosecution. But they were very, uh, you know, agnostic about it. And one of the um, reasons, one of the explanations they gave was, oh, yeah, because this um, this attorney general, she has political aspirations and she didn't want to uh, sort of take the ball too far down uh the field because it might look political. Well, you know what? If you can't do your job because it looks political, then maybe she should have recused herself in the beginning from this and let somebody else uh, take it and run with it and do what was appropriate to be done. Um, okay. Um, I was up in St. Augustine. Uh, a lot of you know I lived like 20 minutes from St. Augustine, and I like to go up there and just walk around. So it was so crazy yesterday. They have this giant parking garage that thousands of cars can park in. And then there's thousands of like parking spots on the street all over the city. It's not a big city, but there is a lot of parking there. And it was so crowded yesterday that the parking garage was closed because there were no spaces left. I was lucky I was able to find a, a spot on the street. So it was literally like Disney World. If you've ever been to St. Augustine, there's this one main street called St. George Street, which is sort of where all the like the restaurants are, the T-shirt shops, the bars. You know, there's live music playing. It's sort of like Nirvana going down St. George Street. So anyway, I'm over there yesterday walking around and uh, it was just elbow to elbow, elbow to elbow. And um, I was in disbelief about the number of restaurants that were closed. I mean, not just one or two, but signs on the door. Sorry, we're closed and we'll be back, you know, in the fall. Uh, we're going to try to reopen in the fall. So, you know, I've been asking people, what is going on? Why would you have your business closed? You're paying all that expensive rent and you have all of these people elbow to elbow. I mean, it's the summer season and this area is really popular now. A lot of people coming to Florida because 
it, there's not a lot of, you know, restrictions and masking and all that stuff here. So it's like a great place for people to escape from the blue states like Chicago and New York and other places and come here to Florida. So it's especially, you know, uh, busy and crowded and a lot of money to be made if you're a local vendor. And I have heard this, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a dozen times that they cannot get people to work, that there's too much money out there for people to work, uh, to come to work. And so here we go again. Uh, student loans uh, are now deferred again until the end of January of next year. So another like good six months of no student loan payments. And then the eviction moratorium, which we talked about last week, that was supposed to expire. And Congress, even Democrats, wouldn't go along with that. So Biden, by executive order, calling it some kind of an emergency by way of the CDC, has extended the eviction moratorium until October. And again, this is an issue where the landlord gets no rent, but has to still pay all their expenses, their mortgage, maintenance, taxes, all of this, and the money, there's no money really coming from the government. I know there's some programs, but every landlord I've talked to say they're not getting any money. And so what you have is people living rent-free, um, people in forbearance on a lot of their debts, including their student loans, people collecting very generous unemployment with very generous terms that allow them to not have to comply with like proof that they're out interviewing because there's nobody that could legitimately be unemployed right now here in Florida. Every restaurant, every retail shop, every business has a help wanted sign up. It is so bad that people are offering like free iPads for people to take a job at McDonald's. This is how desperate that businesses are. It is so rich now that you can stay home. And this is going to be one of the lines of questions I get into with our guest tonight, Robert McGinnis, which is, you know, where, where does communism start? I mean, I'm not one and we've never said it on this show that like COVID is some planned out scam or scheme, but you know, like Rahm Emanuel said, never let a crisis go to waste. And I think it's certainly that type of a situation where this, this situation happened and now we can begin rolling these things out. So we've got $300 per month per child uh, tax credit being paid out monthly to you by the IRS. That's going to last for a year. We've got unemployment in a lot of states. They're still paying out the double unemployment. You get the state, you get the federal, your student loans are deferred. A lot of your creditors, you can go into forbearance on like credit cards and, and a lot of things. Um, they're, they're kind of having to work with people. Um, and, and we've got student loans deferred. Your mortgage is now not due. You can't, you don't have to pay a mortgage payment. Uh, if you can, you know, fill out the right paperwork, you don't have to pay rent. And these are people that a lot of times, you know, haven't paid rent or a mortgage in like over a year. So, I mean, if you think about all the money you could get and you're not working, uh, it's no wonder why so many restaurants are not open, that they're closed. Uh, all right. A lot more news to get into, but just quickly to mention tonight's sponsor. And there are right now five free videos for you. Tonight's sponsor, keeping us commercial free, is internetpaycheckforlife.com. If you're interested in starting a part-time online business or maybe a business that can become your full-time income using the internet, check this out. It's my own personal training course, and there are five free videos for you to to tap into. Maybe you'll never join my course, but you'll get the five free videos. You don't have to give your email address or anything like that. You don't have to give a credit card. It's not a trial membership. I didn't want to do any of that. I just put the five videos up there for you. Just go get them. Maybe you'll write this down and get this after the show tonight. 
internetpaycheckforlife.com. Tonight's sponsor, keeping us commercial free, internetpaycheckforlife.com. And this story really, uh, again, going back to like two sets of rules, one for the elite and one for the rest of us. Um, even though I did get vaccinated, it still does bother me when I read these stories about like 50% of medical workers won't take the vaccination. Um, I just wonder why. I mean, and I know some people are like conspiracy theorist. How dare you wonder why? I mean, okay. Like, um, you're making me this meal, but you won't eat any of it. Is my, is something going on? I mean, it'd be someone invites you over to their house and they cook a meal and then they put it in front of you and you're like, well, where's your plate? Oh, I'm not take. I'm not going to eat any. It's just for you. I, I don't know. It, it just, I call me crazy, but you know, when you have these stories, 50% of the hospital medical workers won't take it. And then this story comes out that the CDC um, has announced that they're not mandating that their employees get vaccinated. Now, these are the same people that are pushing for children to wear the masks in school, teachers to wear the masks. Every flight you're on, you have to be masked. These are the people that said if you get vaccinated, you can get rid of the mask, who are saying, no, you have to go back to the mask. These are the people that are dictating all this. And they're saying that, I mean, even though they're the ones pushing for a mandate, they're saying, and I hope I'm wrong about this. I hope that somehow what has been widely reported in the last 24 hours is somehow a misunderstanding because I don't know how anyone could possibly take the CDC seriously after all of their flip-flops in the, at this point when they're not requiring their own employees to be vaccinated. And so the big hammer coming down is the speculation that Biden and his cronies are considering withholding funds from people that don't do what they're told. So, I mean, let's use our imagination. And I know I've used the analogy of Mark of the Beast, but I mean, we've already got a lot of states doing the vaccine passport. You can't go to a gym. You can't go to a restaurant. And now there's a bunch of people making fake vaccination cards, which mine is just like this little card from the grocery store where I got vaccinated Publix saying that I got vaccinated. I, I could easily make one of those uh, give me the right weight of paper and I'll put that in my printer. I can make one in 10 minutes using Photoshop, um, you know, but I really did get vaccinated. So now it'll be like, well, we can't trust the cards because there's so many phony cards. So we've got to come up with something more than just the card. I mean, are we talking about like a biochip implant? Are we talking about uh, a registration? Uh, are we talking about, you know, some kind of a barcode on your phone? I mean, this is getting to be serious. And Joe Rogan, uh, the podcaster, warns that vaccine passports will be taking America one step closer to a dictatorship. And uh, the people over at uh, Spotify, where his podcast is, the workers there are horrified. I think he's at Spotify. Uh, let's see here. Joe Rogan, Spotify. Yeah, he's at Spotify. Uh, he was basically paid like a boatload of, load of money, something like $100 million to like move from where his uh, podcast was to move it over to uh, Spotify and um, you can still get like one episode and then it goes away unless you're a subscriber to Spotify. So I haven't really listened in a long time, but uh, the workers there are so woke and so upset about Joe Rogan. Um, you know, but when you think about like, what could they do to make you get uh, the vaccine? So it's already like kind of like, look, you could be fired from your job if you don't get the vaccine. 
Um, if you don't get it, it's going to be difficult for you to fly. Maybe you won't be allowed on the plane uh, if you don't have the vaccine. So you can't travel. Um, you might lose your job. Um, you know, you might not be able to go to an NBA game or you might not be able to go to a concert. Uh, if you work at a school, um, you might not be able to have your job anymore. Your kid might not be able to go to school. But now they're talking about money pressure. So let's say you don't get your tax refund without proving you're vaccinated. Um, what about like the Fed saying to the states, hey, Ron DeSantis, if you don't do what we say, we're going to cut off all funding from the Department of Education to the state of Florida schools, or we're going to stop funding your highways. I mean, this is where it's going. Um, you know, and it's it's a forced... I'm just for people being able to make their own choice on this. I got vaccinated. I've told you guys why I did. Um, some people in my family are not vaccinated, and that's fine. I respect that. So uh, Jen Psaki, the press secretary, uh, dismisses concerns about making kids wear masks. She says, quote, my daughter can wear a mask all day. So that's uh, her defense of that. And we know the kids are generally not carrying this or getting sick from this virtually no one's dying even from this new strain um but yet kids i mean this is so mentally damaging kids to have to wear these masks all day we know that they just announced a couple weeks ago chicago schools all teachers all students all staff must wear the masks going into uh the new school year so this is kind of where we're at um we're, we're really back to all this and Forget about what we said, that if you got vaccinated, you won't have to wear the mask. We've, we're not going by that anymore. We're coming up with new rules because we've got uh, all these different variants, uh, the Delta, the Lamba. I mean, how many letters are there in the Greek alphabet that we're going to go through? And I know that people are getting sick, but the good news is, um, you know, friends of mine that are in the medical field are saying, yeah, some, we're getting another spike again. That's all true. It's not a made up conspiracy, but people are recovering and virtually no one is dying. This is like like such a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of people that are actually uh, dying from these other variants. So I don't know. It, it just seems to me like our founding fathers. I just can't imagine our founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, ever envisioning a day where people would be forced to put a foreign substance into their body or face all these reprisals by their government. I just don't believe this was the brand of freedom that they left England for for this. And, um, you know, there is a point at which you give up enough freedom, you don't have any, uh, any freedom left. I mean, when you trade your freedom for security, I think was the quote, you end up having neither. And, and that's really where we're headed. Uh, you know, and I get it. People have, have, have died from this. Um, it's not made up. It's not all fake conspiracy. I get all that, but something is weird is going on when you have all these businesses closing because they can't get workers. That is not the America I grew up in. That is not the America. I know that people are getting so much money from the government that they, that businesses can't open. And that's what we're going to talk about in our next segment. And I am told that our guest is holding Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis is here. His book is Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism. We'll take a one minute break and refire the open. And uh, Bob McGinnis will be with us. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 